This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Oh, I warned you, I warned you, I warned you thusly. I said that when Joe Biden became the president, the United States of America became a far, far more dangerous and deadly place to live. I warned you that by opening the border and having virtually no vetting, no checkups on the people crossing illegally, the millions, and the Biden administration has confirmed well over five and a half million have crossed since Joe Biden took office, simply released into the United States, that amongst them would be terrorists. I warned you, even just a few days ago here on the Truth Hurts program, to watch out that right now is a time to be on the lookout for potential terrorist activities in the United States of America. Now, I want you to think back to 2001, to the September 11th hijacking of several airplanes by sand dwellers from the Middle East. I'm trying not to use some racist term, but those people from the Middle East who came into this country and hijacked airplanes with knives and box cutters, fingernail files and paper clips or whatever the hell it is that they used to get into the cockpits of airplanes and crash them into the World Trade Center, into the Pentagon, and what would have either been the Capitol or the White House had the people on board Flight 93 in Shanksville, Pennsylvania not made that plane crash into an empty field. We have been on alert, but we've let our guard down. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, what do you mean we let our guard down? We still have the TSA. We still don't allow knives and box cutters on airplanes. No, because the terrorists know better. They know what our processes, programs, and procedures are. And by knowing what those processes and procedures are, they've decided we're not going to do that again. They change up. They don't just go with this stagnation that the Democratic Party thinks is okay. It's good enough to just keep the TSA making sure that your three-ounce bottle of shampoo is shampoo. I told you that the next attacks would likely not come from the air, would likely not come like those of September 11th, 2001. I warned you that it would be terrorism that comes up from our southern border or across the very porous northern border, or maybe coming up through the Gulf of Mexico along the water borders of our country. I warned you. And I said, likely it will be found out the next time a terrorist activity occurs in the United States that it will have either direct or indirect ties to Joe Biden's wide open borders, to the fact that we have no border security whatsoever. And here today, the day before Thanksgiving, to spoil Joe Biden's turkey dinner, we have 
what is being called by the FBI a terrorist attack gone wrong that resulted in a vehicle traveling 100 miles per hour over the Rainbow Bridge at Niagara Falls, New York on the United States-Canada border. But you know, the border, the other border we don't pay attention to. And that fiery crash killed two would-be terrorists and injured a border employee. Border Patrol or Customs and Border Protection. All the details have not been released as of 4 p.m. Central Time because they still don't know what the hell actually happened. The Biden administration could not find their hat on the top of their own head. They don't know their own ass from a hat. It is just the way of the inept, incapable, ridiculously unprofessional staff of Joe Biden's Democratic Party at this White House. Sorry, folks. Idiot just ran right out in front of me. That was uh, almost an accident. Bottom line here, I have been warning you. All of the other conservative radio and television hosts and writers in the more conservative-leaning newspapers have been warning you for months, 34 months or more to be exact, warning you about what could happen and most likely will happen because of Joe Biden's lax border security. Period. I'm telling you folks, this is the busiest travel day of the year and the idiots are out. All those Thanksgiving Day or Thanksgiving Eve parties at work, people having a couple of sips or a couple of swigs or swallers or a couple of drinks, they're all out on the road right now and they're driving like idiots. Please be careful if you have yet to commute to over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go or just to your home. Please use care and caution when driving. It is a madhouse out there. All right, the other topic at hand today. The Biden administration is now prodding their friends, their allies, their accomplices in the mainstream, liberal, progressive, woke news media into thinking that he, Joe Biden himself, had something to do with a four-day cessation of violence between Israel and the terrorist organization known as Hamas. There's going to be, and now it's going to be pushed back to at least Friday, an unfair swapping. Israel is going to get 50, that's 5-0, that's 10 sets of 10, women and children hostages people illegally abducted, minding their own businesses, in their own homes, in their own shops, in their own schools, minding their own business, abducted, held as hostages. And Israel is going to get 50 out of the suspected two to 300 that we know have been taken. In exchange for 50 people who should not be hostages, 
because they didn't do a damn thing wrong. Women, children, elderly, the infirm. Hamas is going to get back 150, three times as many, prisoners. People convicted in Israeli courts of various crimes and terrorist attacks. So, is that a fair swap? Of course not. Why would anyone want to agree to a three-to-one swap is beyond me. Let's pretend these are two National Football League football teams. In this arrangement, the United States would be, let's say, I'm sorry, the, uh, the Israelis would be the Dallas Cowgirls. And the Hamas terrorists would be the New York Giants. In this trade deal, from this year's on-the-field teams, the Cowgirls will receive 50 players, all from the practice squad, all from the IR list, the injured reserve list. But the Hamas terrorists, better known as the New York Giants, will get 150 players, experienced terrorist, militant, militarily trained individuals, tops in their sport. Not very fair, is it? Not fair at all. Joe Biden and his team are going to attempt to attempt to take credit for this deal. He's going to stick his face in front of every camera and try to convince the American people that he somehow brokered a temporary peace between the terrorists of Hamas and the Israelis whom the Hamas terrorists brutally attacked. Now we know Joe Biden had nothing to do with this. Antony Blinken may have had a hand in it, maybe. He may have thrown a few suggestions around, but it was Syria. Make no bones about it. It was Syria who brokered this deal. The Democratic political party is going to try and put this brokered deal on Joe Biden's resume, claiming he has good foreign policy-making decisions. And that Donald Trump had no such foreign policy-making decisions whatsoever, so therefore Biden must be more capable and qualified than Donald Trump. That's the spin. That's what they're going to do. That's what they're going to use. That's going to be the company line in the going weeks, the coming weeks, rather, the weeks ahead. You're going to hear from Joe Biden and his surrogates and his mouthpieces talking about Donald Trump could not have possibly brokered this kind of deal. The reality of the situation is Donald Trump would not have had to. The world was a much more peaceful place during Donald Trump's four years in office. Hamas kept to themselves, Hezbollah kept to themselves, ISIS kept to themselves. Or is it ISIL, as the moron Barack Hussein, Barry Sotero Obama used to call them? The world was a much more peaceful and stable place when Donald Trump was the president. Even Vladimir Putin kept himself in check while Donald Trump was president. Xi Jinping of China was not invading foreign lands 
while Donald Trump was the president. At least not any foreign lands in which the United States had some interest or influence. Little Rocket Man, Kim Jong-un, stopped firing rockets because Donald Trump said, look here, little boy, if you don't stop it, we're coming after you. We're going to defend our allies with the full might of the United States military. Yes, my friends, Joe Biden, the weakness, the ineptness of Joe Biden is right now igniting fires around the world. People around the globe are testing the United States to see what, if anything, we will do or even can do. And in the grand scheme of things, countries like Russia and China pulling the strings of those smaller countries that we are currently having to pay attention to, they are doing these things and forcing these skirmishes and these little battles and wars and invasions and attacks so that the United States will expend its own resources, its own precious capital, dealing with other nations' bullshit. The hope of Xi Jinping, the hope of Vladimir Putin, is that we will continue to spend our money on those small wars in other nations where we have no business, and deplete our own arsenals, and ruin our own ability to replenish even our own strategic petroleum reserves. If we bankrupt ourselves with all of these other little wars and battles and skirmishes in other nations where we have no business being, then we become more ripe, more of an easy target for Russia, for China, or for any of those smaller nations under Russia and China's control. I wouldn't put it past China to influence little rocket man Kim Jong-un into maybe next week, next month, doing a couple of attacks of his own against his own local enemies, just to see if the United States will spread itself so very thinly around the globe that we would be vulnerable to an attack on our own soil as our own economy continues to tank. They can say the stock market's doing great all they want. It doesn't matter. The real financial woes of the average everyday working class taxpaying American citizen show the truth of the disaster of Bidenomics. This year's Thanksgiving dinner is going to be the most expensive ever. Now they're saying it may be a little lower than last year, but that's not true. Joe Biden and his team today were trying all over the airwaves to take credit for the fact that traveling to grandma's house this year by plane or automobile is going to cost you less than it did last year because gasoline prices are down 33 to 35 to 37 cents a gallon depending on which survey you look at. But they're not saying that gasoline prices are still more than double what they were while Donald Trump was president. They raised the gas prices all the way to $5 a gallon from $1.68, 
And then when it drops a buck and a half, they want to try and take credit for it going down. <coughs> Excuse me. It hasn't gone down to what it was when Donald Trump was the president. They conveniently leave that part out of the equation. Why? Well, because it makes them look better to the stupider half of the American populace. 332 million legal, lawful U.S. citizens live in our country. Another 40 million, and that's my estimate, based on fact and on statements from people in the Border Patrol, the Customs and Border Protection, and ICE, they claim, now remember, I want you to do some simple math here. When Barack Hussein Obama was the president, his first year in office, he wanted to create a pathway for who? The 11 million illegals that he knew were in the country, that he acknowledged were in the country during his first year in office. His second year in office, let's just be conservative about it and say a million came in, and then a million his third year, and a million his fourth year, and a million his fifth year, sixth year, seventh year, and eighth year. Well, eight million plus 11 million is 19 million on Mr. Obama's watch, and those were just the ones we caught. At that time, it was estimated that five illegals came through and did not get caught for every one illegal that did get caught. So let's take that 19 point whatever million and round it up to 20 for easy Truth Hurts program math since I'm driving down the highway. 20 million that we knew of in the country under Barack Obama, plus another five times that many, that's, you know, quite a few million, another 10 million right there. So you're at 30 million while Obama was president. And let's say another 3 million. I know the, the figure's closer to 2 million, but let's say 3 million came across on Donald Trump's watch. And now on Joe Biden's watch, we know of 5.5 million for sure. And if five times that many came across that didn't get caught, well, that's quite a few now, isn't it? My conservative figure is 40 million illegals on top of the 332 million American citizens. Think of the government resources that are being spent on the poor American citizens and the illegal, criminal, law-breaking, undocumented, trespassing, invading migrants that have been let in since Mr. Obama was your president. Taxing our infrastructure, reducing our food supply, taking away from our fuel supplies, taking up electricity, gas, water resources. Oh yes, my friends, make no bones about it. Xi Jinping, Vladimir Putin, and their unholy alliance with people like Little Rocket Man, and their friends in Iran who are bankrolling these terrorist attacks in Israel for the sole purpose of trying to destroy Israel and as an added bonus, taking down the United States of America 
during the same time period. Joe Biden has weakened our nation. He's opened the military to transgender, queer, lesbian, gay, homosexual, aberrant lifestyle behavior individuals who don't want to pick up a silly gun. Ew! He has weakened our military. He has let our military equipment, you know, tanks, Humvees, ships, planes, armored personnel carriers. He's let them deteriorate. He has let them deteriorate. We could have had a wall by now, or at least a large portion of a wall underway. Biden stopped that on day one. We could still be energy independent, which we were under Donald Trump, but Biden stopped that on day one. We could have kept the massively successful economy that was making every single American's personal net worth rise. Even the lowest of the low working taxpaying American saw a better financial situation while Donald Trump was the president. But no. Through election fraud and voter fraud and interference and cover of night ballot dumping and ballot harvesting and all of those other things that the Democrats swear to. Well, they don't swear to God because they don't believe in God, many of them. They swear didn't happen. We got stuck with a now 81-year-old president. That's right, Joe Biden is now 81 years old. A disgrace, a pitiful excuse for a politician, much less a president. An apologist for America's previous successes. A man who would rather see us falter if it means equity and diversity, diversity and inclusiveness for all the other nations who are less fortunate than we are. It is welfare, it is phony charity disguised as a means to get Democratic votes. It always has been, and it always will be. And the stupider half of America has just grown by 40 million illegal immigrants, all who were told over and over, vote Democrat in the next election. Find a way to get registered to vote and vote Democrat so we will never, ever again have a Republican president. That's the game plan, right out of the Democrat Party playbook. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, why am I so wound up? I'm so wound up because, as I said at the onset of this edition of the Truth Hurts program, <clears throat> excuse me, I warned you. I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. The terrorists are coming. But you didn't listen, Washington, D.C. As a fact, in fact, you laughed at people like Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program. <clears throat> you laughed at conservative talk show hosts like Hannity like Clay and Buck, like Mark Levin, like Bill O'Reilly. You laughed at them and said, ah, there's not gonna be any terrorism. The United States is a respected and feared power around the globe because Joe Biden, feisty, scrappy Joe from Scranton is in the White House. The problem, of course, is Joe Biden is rarely in the White House. And when he's there, he's not 
mentally there. Joe Biden has spent 40% of his time as your president on vacation. Another 7-9% to 9% of his time as president on foreign trips or domestic trips away from the office. And while he's there, he's done nothing but sign executive order after executive order after executive order to make sure we're no longer energy independent, to make sure we do not have secure borders, to make sure that the massive crime wave committed by who? You guessed it. Primarily the 13% hyphenated American major, uh, minority, the Blafrican American minority. That's why the jails are filled with them. He made sure, along with his buddy George Soros, to bankroll and finance the campaigns of district attorney and prosecutor and mayor and sheriff and police chief and city council folk in cities around the country to lessen bail requirements, to lower or eliminate cash bail altogether, to not prosecute crimes of economy. That's what they called them. In many of the cities, you have heard it throughout this program, the Truth Hurts program. You've heard it on the television, on Fox News Channel. You've heard it on other conservative talk show programs. Crimes of economy shouldn't be prosecuted. This is said by Democrats around the globe, around the country. <clears throat> Excuse me. Little sinus problems there. My apologies. <clears throat> crimes of economy, crimes of poverty should not be prosecuted. After all, in the eyes of the African american 13% hyphenated American prosecutors out there, people like the moron trying to prosecute Donald Trump, if Tyrone go up in the store and robs you, Mr. White conservative, of your Rolex and your wallet. Shame on you for rocking around in public with a Rolex. Beside, good chance you probably got insurance. You can just file a claim on your insurance and you's gonna get some new Rolex. And Tyrone, well, he gonna pawn your Rolex so he can get some money to buy the drugs he finna sell to the school children. It's a vicious cycle, and it is fully supported by the Democratic political party in this country. Fully supported. Otherwise, they would be out there trying to fight crime. Oh, Joe Biden sure has changed his tune because his puppet master, Barack Hussein Obama, and his puppet master, George Soros, are telling you that you cannot keep putting black people in jail. Somehow that's racist. Somehow that's wrong. You put the people in jail who are committing the crimes, regardless of the color of their skin, the Democratic Party, well, they can't keep getting black people to vote for them if all the black people are in jail, right? That's the way this is being orchestrated. That's the reality of the situation, my friends. And if you keep those black people out there robbing the white people, it keeps the focus away from all of the Joe Biden family crime deals. We'll keep the blacks hating the whites, the Republicans hating the Democrats, the rich hating the poor. We'll keep subdividing and subdividing 
and subdividing the nation so that they will keep looking the other way and we get to cling to power for eternity. What do you get when you have 332 million Americans and roughly half of them are Democrats and the other half are roughly Republicans with a few independents scattered here and there? You get a pretty evenly matched and thus evenly divided country. Hang on a second. Let me get around the idiot who decides that he not only likes the sound of his exhaust, he wants you to like it too. What do you get when you have a country of half the citizens on one side, the other half the citizens on the other side? You get gridlock. How do you break gridlock? You import 40 million illegal immigrants and you tell them the reason we allow you here is because we need you to vote Democrat. Folks, we are run out of time once again for this edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. I wish you and your family and friends and co-workers a very happy Thanksgiving. And remember, don't blame the food coma on the tryptophan out of your turkey. Scientists this year have proven that it's not just the turkey's fault. It's the fact that you put 5,000 calories into your stomach in one sitting. We'll see you next time. Gobble, gobble. Thank you for listening. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program was pre-recorded.